Welcome to Bar None Podcast. I'm Tim Jones. I'm your host. And this is my first podcast. Recently on August 14th, I was just released from federal prison in Terre Haute, Indiana. Currently, I'm on home confinement uh, with an ankle monitor on. Uh, I was released early for being a modeled inmate and also due to the COVID-19 coronavirus. I didn't do a long, extensive period of time in prison. Um, I did about 13 months out of 24 months. Um, I recently graduated from law school, UNT, Dallas College of Law, in 2018. I walked in 2019. 18, I'm sorry. And um, that was in May. And in July, I walked into a federal prison camp in Oakdale, Louisiana. Uh, this is a tough subject, a tough topic to talk about. However, um, something I want to share with many of you listeners out there that may be going through something similar. You may have a family member that's in prison or going through the process And I'm just going to give you some talking points on my experience through the whole process, going from law school to prison. Um, It was a hurtful event that shocked the conscience of not only myself, but my family, loved ones and professionals. Uh, At this time, I'm unable to sit for the bar exam. Um, but I'm not giving up. And uh, once I get through the home confinement and do a successful year of probation, I'll, I'll file a motion to terminate the probation and hopefully uh, get my character and fitness intact and fill out an application to sit for the bar exam, to take the UBE, the Universal Bar Exam, uh, in one of the 51 states. Um, the day I went to prison was on July 23rd when I had to report as a self-surrender um, individual. On that very same day, my uncle died in, in Chicago. We got the phone call as Two of my good friends and my mother were driving me down to Louisiana from Dallas. I was empty. It was um, almost like a dream. Anyway, let me give you a backdrop. In 2012, 2015, I was a probation officer um, in Dallas County. And Um, I left in September 2015 applied for law school and I was accepted 
So in 2017, um, I got a knock on my door from the FBI and they wanted to talk to me about accepting monetary funds from probationers, saying that I accepted bribes and I used my position um, of influence being a probation officer at the time to uh, accept money, quick pro quo, to allow them to travel and do things of this nature. It can be farthest from the truth. However, the federal charge was um, use of government facilities to violate the Travel Act. That's that's what you will see as the official charge uh, on the indictment. And um, anyways, moving forward, I had already completed two years of law school at the time, so when the FBI came knocking on my door on October 19th with the guns pointed at me, banging on the door to knock it down at 5.45 a.m. in the morning, I remember this clearest day. It's a life-changing event. You don't forget life-changing events. And um, I was arrested by the FBI, fingerprinted by the FBI, um, transported down to the federal court building to the U.S. Marshals, and I sat in the holding cell um, waiting to be heard by a um, federal public defender. I'm in law school. I'm in debt of student loans. I could not afford an attorney and I had to go through this process. Um, so I was assigned a federal public defender. They came in and I was let out on bond the very same day. Uh, I wasn't a flight risk. They took my passport. I didn't have any weapons or any guns or anything of that nature. In fact, um, that morning uh, when they arrested me, I was um, getting up to do my morning devotion and to get ready uh, to iron my clothes to head down to school earlier that morning. That night of October 19th when I was arrested and got processed out, um, I was empty. Um, but for some reason, I had enough energy and courage uh, to go to class that night. Uh, I was out of it. I still attended class that night. And uh, by Friday morning, it was all in the newspapers and over the news and things of that nature. And I had to continue to attend school with my head held up high. You can hear the whispers in the backgrounds from fellow classmates and professors alike. When you're in law school and something of that nature happens, you have to report it immediately uh, as part of the professional conduct requirement. Um, 
and it's the oath that you take once you, you know, get accepted into law school. So I let staff know um, what was going on. And I'll use this as a stopping point. And, you know, basically I'll tell you the journey and I'll continue uh, to pick this up. But it was rough. It was a tough trial, tribulation to continue to go to law school while I'm facing a federal indictment, while I'm facing the chance of going to prison and everything that I've worked for up until this point was about to be taken away. Would I drop out of law school? Would I give up? Would I continue to go and persevere and to dig deep and to find some inner strength strength from God to move forward and by me creating this podcast gives me an outlet to share my story and to maybe aid and help those who are hurting or going through the process or rebounding from the process um, you know and I'll I don't know how this works. I don't know if I'll take calls or text messages to answer some questions. But bar none, the definition of bar none meaning no exceptions. Um, So it has two meanings. And the reason why I chose the name of this podcast is bar none because um, it has a nexus to me preparing take the bar exam at some point when I'm able to sit without exception I'm going to continue to strive forward continue to take the bar pass the bar and be the best damn lawyer there is and I am going to rebound from this and um, I just want to share my thoughts and my journeys with you and um Let me know if this is something you'd be interested in in listening to. And I'll just, you know, make them brief, maybe 10 minute podcast, 10 to 12 minutes. It won't be long, but I look forward to hearing you on the next episode of Bar None. This is Tim Jones signing out.